Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Limhanger Turkey Hunt Podcast, brought to you by Grounded Brand and their new Impact 2.0 Turkey Vest. Get grounded at groundedbrand.com. The Limhanger Turkey Hunt Podcast strives to bring opinions and discussions from all aspects of the turkey hunting community, from legendary turkey hunters who hunted in military fatigues to the modern day hunters embracing technology while maintaining traditions passed along for generations. All are welcome at this roundtable conversation about one of the wariest creatures in North America, the wild turkey. Now stick around. It's going to be a great show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Limb Hanger Turkey Hunting Podcast. We got a fun episode today because uh, we got to talk about a whole lot of turkeys that died. And some of them that should should have died. And some of them that maybe came back from the dead. Um, we've, we've just got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh we can even talk about one that did die that shouldn't have died, uh, which is mine. And uh, so we've got a whole lot to talk about. Um, man, Joey, I think you had probably one of the, if I had to guess, one of the best weeks of turkey hunting that you've had maybe in your life. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it came pretty close as far as being in a couple of different states within a week. Um the Sunday, no, well, the Saturday, the weekend before I went to Oklahoma, I shot my second Tennessee turkey. And then on uh, Wednesday, I went down to Oklahoma. And uh, Thursday, there were four of us, killed two turkeys on Thursday, didn't kill anything on Friday, killed one on Saturday, killed one on Sunday morning before we went home. And uh, it was phenomenal hunting out in Oklahoma when we found the birds. You know, we were talking about before we recorded or hit record that, you know, Rios and Miriams, y'all hunted, y'all hunted Rios, that there are little pockets of Rios, you know, in Rio country and the bird densities in Oklahoma just aren't what they are in Kentucky. Um, and, uh, <laughs> we, when we found birds, like there was, we only really needed to take, you know, one bird per property per quote unquote pocket. So when we found a pocket of birds, we kill that bird and there honestly weren't that many other birds. Um, didn't see a lot of Jake's, um, saw a handful of hens, like not many. Like we saw most of the birds that we saw were gobblers, like lone gobblers, but, uh, it made for some really good hunting, phenomenal hunting. Once we got on them oh, and maybe I missed it. Were you guys hunting public or private for the most part? It was private. Uh, I think we went over to public that Friday afternoon. Um, just cause I don't know, it was Wendy just couldn't get nothing kicked up on private. So there was a piece of public like 30 minutes away. I mean, another guy went over there just to, you know, put some boots on different ground and didn't see any kind of sign or I don't even know if that place had any turkeys at all, but it was just a different place. But, um, how'd you get access to private in Oklahoma, man? I mean, you, a friend of mine actually invited me on this trip, um, 
he has some family friends. He used to live in Oklahoma and he, he grew up with these people as if they were family. And, uh, they had gone out there in previous years, turkey hunting and kind of took a hiatus from going out there because they had kids, you know, how the, you know, how it goes. Um, so it had been a handful of years since they went out there, but they went back out this year and invited me out. And, uh, we had a big old time. The goal, the number one goal was to get my buddy's son, his first Turkey. He's seven. Um, and, uh, it was kind of funny because the number one goal was to get him a Turkey and he was the last one to kill a bird. <laughs> but I'll, I'll try to bunch breeze of, through. Is this, is this a bunch of old men grabbing guns from, from children? Is that what happened or? No, Adam didn't go with us. That's what you're asking. <laughs> But, uh, no, so I'll, I'll try to breeze through these uh, right quick so we can get on to, you know, the other things we want to talk about. But so the, the first morning, Thursday morning, we get to this one piece, hear some birds gobbling, had to make a big loop around across the Creek, Billy goaded up a cutout bank, that kind of thing gets set up. We call in, uh, there were multiple birds in this little flock. And, uh, when they peeped up over the rise, the kids shot at what I am like 95% convinced it was a long beard. Um, it was just a big, dark, redheaded bird. Um, he wasn't really in a position to see his wing patches, but after, after seeing, this is foreshadowing, after seeing the Jake that got killed, he was definitely a long beard. But anyway, he had missed the long beard and his dad actually had a, had a gun laying beside him. Uh, kid was sitting in the dad's lap. Kid missed. Dad pulled up the the other gun shot the first male turkey head that he saw and it ended up being a jake and i think i sent y'all that picture that jake flopped around in like red nasty mud and i think it was legitimately the ugliest turkey i've ever seen in my life <laughs> after he got done it looked absolutely horrible it was it was rough i mean you sent us that oh. picture it's like you know turkeys turkeys are supposed to like almost shimmer you know what I mean? Like it's it's supposed to. There's, there's a beauty about it, and that one was. I mean, that looked more like a like he uh, caught a beaver in a beaver trap next to the pond. It was horrible, but uh, uh, yeah, his dad had to burn the tag on that Jake. It ended up being a Jake. If you look at the picture, you probably couldn't even tell what it was. You probably couldn't tell if it was a hen, Jake, gobbler, buzzard. You probably couldn't tell what that thing was. Wild pig. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, you just drum up any kind of animal in your mind. Like it could have been that because it was just so nasty. But um, anyway, the the uh, the day went on, and after lunch, um, the uh, the kid kind of has some health problems going on, so he didn't really feel like going out uh, with us for a little while. So he kind of laid back, rested up, and uh, me and his dad actually went out to this other property, got on another bird, and uh, he did exactly what a midday rio is supposed to do struck him he got fired up he came on in gobbled every seemed like every hundred yards or so and uh marched right in and he was the the area we were in we were in eastern oklahoma and uh wait oh, wait a second did you kill that that one i did i did okay. kill the second one yeah <laughs> you didn't say who and, shot it i guess it's assumed because the dad shot shot earlier that day but yeah but uh yeah, I did get to shoot that one, um, and this one appeared to be more Rio than Eastern. I think the the area we were in could have been that like that hybrid, you know, threshold there. You could 
could be an Eastern, could be a Rio. I honestly couldn't tell you what a hybrid looks like. Uh, you know, I can pretty much tell you what a Rio looks like. Coloration, you know, the buff tips, uh, especially on the secondary feathers, gobble weird, you know. Um, so let me, let me pause, pause you real quick because I haven't hunted an area that has hybrids, and I think both of you guys have. Can you distinctly tell from the gobble? Because when you hear a Rio, man, that sounds like a Rio. An Eastern sounds like an Eastern. Mm-hmm. Like, what does a hybrid sound like? So it was like a dumb question, but I'm, I've got to ask. No, I'm trying to think. And uh, we took video of a couple of these hunts and I'd have to go back and actually listen to them and see if there was a difference, you know, in the well, one I can I tell killed. you what yours sounded like. Cause you sent us a video and it sounded yeah. like a Rio. I was like, yeah. that's a for sure Rio, like yeah. gobble. Yep. And uh, like the third one that we ended up killing, I think it was more of a mix. Um, if I'm trying to, if I remember correctly, it's gobble had a little bit more of had a little bit more oomph, you know, like an Eastern, um, had a little bit of buff tips. I could tell it was probably 50, 50 Eastern Rio. I'm pretty confident that was a hybrid, but, um, but mine was, I think pretty confident. My one's mine was a lot more Rio than Eastern. If it was a hybrid, um, and got it. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I can tell you in Nebraska, I've hunted the, the Rio, be more of a Rio uh, Merriam's hybrid. So mm-hmm. when we were in Merriam's country, there was obviously, it was Merriam's gobble. It was, you know, you know, not mm-hmm. real strong, very weak, kind of barnyard sounding. Mm-hmm. When we moved over to this other part of the state where it was more hybrids, we could tell a pretty big difference because we'd been here in Merriam's and then we jump over here and all of a sudden we're like, whoa, you know, it kind of, knock your socks off a little bit more. Now it's, mm-hmm. it's completely different when you go from hunting Easterns to hunting Rio's because Rio is going to be a whole lot stronger, a whole lot weaker than the Eastern. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a difference between Mario's and Rio's too. Like it, and it's pretty significant when you kind of one day you hear one and the next day you hear another, it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big difference. Yeah. The... All I got out of that is Easterns are superior to other sure. species. All turkeys. Zero doubt. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. But I will say, I, I do enjoy looking at a Merriam's. Like yeah. the white tips. God, yeah. they're they're a pretty bird. They are gorgeous. They live in gorgeous places. They're gorgeous birds. The uh in the you know, the four of us, you know, three adults and the kid, I mean, we didn't care either way. You know, it wasn't that kind of thing where we were after a Rio. We were just having a good time. And uh the third turkey that we got that we got on uh, Saturday morning uh, got set up uh, pretty close to some roosted birds, pitched away from us, moved moved off the property, uh, walked around for another couple hours, got on another bird, lone bird, uh, worked him in. It was another case. The kid was with us. He was ready. He had to, he uh, he sat in his dad's lap. They had a little turkey chair, you know, the little low profile turkey chairs, and uh, he sat in his dad's lap. He had a tripod to kind of hold his gun up and uh, he had a little 20 gauge pump that he hooked to the tripod. And so he could maneuver, you know, a little bit, you know, he could adjust to maybe get a shot within, you know, a foot, a couple of feet or something. He couldn't swing on a bird, you know, like, like if he was, had his gun uh, freehanded or anything. Um, and he'd never killed a turkey before. So no experience. Um, and in this case, bird kind of swung around to our right and came into the setup. We'd throw a couple decoys out for him. Um, 
kind of circled around the setup, came into the right, got about, I don't know, 10 yards from the decoys. It was just a Jake and a lay down hen. You know, it wasn't like we had a strut or anything that would scare anything. But I don't know, the turkey didn't see, didn't, didn't see something he liked. He either saw us or something, but he was about to booger out of there. He started putting. And so the third guy, uh, my buddy's bro- brother-in-law, um, he was going to be next up. And the uh, the kid, I mean, kid couldn't swing on the turkey. Turkey started putting and brother-in-law killed him. And he, as soon as he shot, he's like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was apologizing to the kid. And uh, I didn't really see who shot. I was kind of tucked away behind some bushes or whatever behind him. I was just like, did, did he kill him? Did somebody kill him? Because <laughs> I did, I, I did uh, a lot of the calling on this trip. And I guess selfishly, I just would start calling, you know, when we get somewhere. And uh, the brother-in-law would call some too. He was a pretty experienced turkey hunter, so he'd call some too. But, uh, and I said throughout the trip, I was like, I mean, anybody's welcome to call. Don't think I have to call all these turkeys, but I do enjoy it immensely. But, um, <laughs> immensely. So I didn't, immensely. I love calling turkeys. And uh, so I was just, you know, we'd worked this bird, you know, for a little while, you know, 30 or 45 minutes. And I was just glad that somebody shot. And I was really hoping somebody had killed the turkey. I didn't really care who. But that bird ended up having like inch and uh, inch and a half spurs. He was a beast. Uh, heavy. Um he was kind of that, I think he was kind of the Rio Eastern hybrid. Didn't have quite the coloration of a Rio that mine had, but big, nice bird. Um, roost a bunch of birds uh, Saturday night. Got in real tight Sunday morning to two of them. And I actually, the brother-in-law filmed all the all that hunt that morning. And I pieced together those videos and threw, up on, threw them up on YouTube uh, for the kid to watch. His dad said later that it was he was tickled to death. He loved seeing that, so that was awesome. But um, got about I don't know 175 yards across the pasture from these two birds. Got them super fired up on the roost. Yeah, you know, they were gobbling a lot anyway. But I just kind of tree yelped to them, and then when I broke out my wing and I just flapped it like I flew down. I mean, they went ballistic. If you <laughs> listen to the video, I mean, they just. <laughs> like double triple goblin going haywire not scratching the leaves or whatever and just do the feeding stuff the real soft stuff that i've done all year long i just kept that up and uh they couldn't see us we had some decoys out for the kid but they still couldn't see us from where they were at from where uh, they were at so i don't know they were just eating it all up they pitched down and marched right right over to us and uh got up into the decoys it was it was a good show I mean, it was a good show for the kid, and uh, he let her rip, made a perfect shot, nailed the turkey, and uh, I think we were all more tickled than he was, but mm-hmm. he was he was pretty hooked. He he got to listen to him gobble, you know, on the roost the night before. They gobbled ever from wake up till they got shot, uh, so it was a really good time really good time it seemed like it was i mean it was every single day you were gone it was like and i didn't hunt much either whenever you were on this trip just scheduling trying to get some work done so i wasn't hunting a lot so i'd be Mm. like waking up to you know there's another text from joey of another dead turkey another dead turkey (laughs) (laughs) it ain't as bad as dave man dave would be like 
60 days straight of a turkey. It's like, I get kind of tired of Dave's Instagram stories. I ain't going to lie about it. <laughs> I sometimes mute him through the season for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick back up, pick back up on Dave, maybe in June. I'm about to have to mute Joey, I think. If yeah. this keeps going any longer. Um, well, he take did. a break for a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, yeah Adam, Adam actually did. I actually <laughs> muted all of you guys. <laughs> he, he couldn't take it. I can't blame him, though. You know, that's a nice transition, Adam. We talked, I think, on the last podcast with Jordan. Uh, I think we may have hit on it a little bit that you had a, a rough a rough day, maybe. I can't remember if we talked about the the first bad day or not. Yeah, I think um, I think we talked about my first miss and then Luke's, you know, debacle. So, two in a row. So, I decided to go another weekend and try it again. But for, for anybody who didn't listen to that episode... Luke yeah. Luke shot a turkey and hit it, and it just yeah. got away. Luke is your yeah. son. This is only yep. his second turkey. And also, yeah. he was bragging about how he don't miss turkeys the, that morning before. And Yeah, we got we kind of have to jinxed. mention that Parker, yeah, that Parker made him miss that turkey. <laughs> I know, it was not me. Wanted. It was God. I mean, put, <laughs> it's God. I mean, somebody didn't pray to Jobu. Uh, like a major league, somebody didn't pray to Jobu that morning. Dude, I, I got him on video and I asked him about it. I said, well, you know, Parker kind of called it out, called it out. You're going to miss one. He said, dad, I just miss all my turkeys. He sounded just like me. It's like <laughs> all defeated and I could see it in his eyes. And I was like, oh man, he inherited it. That's not good. <laughs> this isn't good. Got this that toxic good, gene in him. He got that toxic for sure, man. Woo. So if any, uh, we'll call it now. Um, he's gonna need a he's gonna need a nice support system as an adult. <laughs> yes, he's gonna need good friends that shoot way less turkeys than him. <laughs> Make him feel bigger. He can be friends with Walt. <laughs> oh. Freaking Walt tore it up towards the end of the his season. He's just yeah, out there. He... Making good. I think it was time. another reason to Adam Adam muted everybody. <laughs> like Walt Walt be Walt. killing turkeys. I can't have. I can't handle this. I mean, I, I, I've said it once. I've said it once before, Adam. I'll say it again. I have never met somebody who has more exciting turkey hunts. Like for the Depressing. amount of time that you get to to turkey hunt. I mean, right yeah. now with your work schedule, you're pretty much going on the weekends. Um, like it, every weekend, it's an exciting, you have an exciting hunt. Like, like dude, I mean, I feel very, I feel like you're in a similar place to where I was with deer this year, where it was like, why can I not hit one of these jokers? Like, why can't, it doesn't make any sense. I practice freaking year round. Like, this is the most important thing to me. Why can't I figure it out? So I hate to, to spoil the story, but tell us, yeah. tell us about this past weekend. So this past weekend, um, I just, you know, last weekend with Luke, um, the day before when I missed my turkey, I'd only heard one turkey gobble on that spot, but I've kind of learned this area. Like I know it, like it's my home ground at this point. You talk about having exciting hunts. I think you can have a lot better exciting hunts if you know the property that you're on, like, and how to move on birds and get in tight. Uh, and you got to have turkeys there. And, and so, so this place is holding some turkeys. I knew they were there. I went in kind of blind on Sunday. I didn't get to hunt Saturday. We had a company event 
I get in there, kind of go to my normal listening spot, boom, one gobbles. And man, it's like if a turkey gobbles where they were roosted, like you have a very, very high percentage chance to kill the bird. Now, I'm not going to give too many details based on if somebody knows what my truck looks like, but you can't, you don't have them like boxed in necessarily, but there's, you kind of know where they're going to go and you can, can position on them pretty well. So that makes all of this worse, right? So like I zoom in, I get to the ex almost the exact tree that Luke and I were on um, the weekend before. I did not call to these turkeys on the roost because obviously they are heavily pressured by me, if nobody else at this point. Um, he did hit the ground and he did what I didn't expect him to do. And that was went the one direction that I didn't anticipate he would go. And he had a hen with him. I did just call to him one time. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. He, he was very responsive calling back and him and that hen both, man, I, I could just uh, kind of see him in the back edge of that field. I didn't call anymore. I watched him strut and man, he was going, both of them are going to come like at 20 yards. Uh, and, and that didn't happen. They got behind some brush and I'm waiting, I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, he ended up popping out and I think he was probably 40, maybe 45. I didn't range it. I'd ranged it before, but I mean, he was like in my perfect zone. I talk about my shotgun, like honestly at 40 yards, I get the best pattern. It's two daggum tight at 20. You know, that's why I, one of the reasons I probably missed it last weekend that and shooting a tree. Um, but dude, I, I'm settled in. He's feeding. I just cut at him. Yep. He pops his head up, stands straight up like a statue. Boom. Shoot. Folds. Like turkey doesn't move. Like when a turkey don't move, that gives you a little bit of like relief. Like, okay, that turkey is dead. So Parker knows a lot of my woes at this particular place I'm hunting. Eight birds have slipped through my fingers. Whether I think that's my maybe four misses. And then forward, like didn't shoot, something stupid happened. Like I've had a lot of, a lot of problems this place. So I'm sitting there taking this moment in under this tree. Like, you know, Joey talked about like, jump up, go grab them. I'm like, man, thank you, Jesus. Like this is a Sunday morning. I'm about to go to church. I got it done real quick. Like it, it ain't seven o'clock yet. Like his feet are barely wet, right? Like this is good. And then I see the hand running off and I was like, you know what? I need, you know, kind of hit my head. It's like, right, I need to go grab this gobbler. So I'm running out there, choo -choo, trotting. And this is tall grass. I mean, it's like hip high at this point. I look and he's got his wings spread all the way out. And I'm like, man, that don't look right. Like turkeys don't usually die like that. And they, so I'm looking for his head. I'm looking for his feet. And I'm just going to grab one of them. And dude, as soon as I did, he just popped up like a bottle rocket over my head. And he's just spinning and flipping. And I shoot from the hip. Boom. I, I don't hit crap at that shot. <laughs> And this is embarrassing as I'll get out. So Joey's over laughing like I'm TK and Michael. I hadn't heard this story, so this is fresh. So so I shoot from the hip, miss. He gets out, and I'm like chasing him at this point. I, I get my I get my red dot on him. I shoot. It's a bad shot. Like I don't obviously hit him in the head, but it it's a very visible body shot because you can kind of see when you body shoot it. it just but he impacts. It's like you just knocked him off his feet. But dude. He just keeps on running and I'm like chasing him at this point. And this is again, comical. It's embarrassing, but I'm like, I've injured the Turkey and I want to kill him. I want to get, I want to get this done. Um, so I'm running and trying to eject, uh, trying to put another shell in and get my, my bolt to close home. My bolt won't close. Like 
it I'm I'm beating it with my fist. Like I'm serious. Like this is TK and Mike moment. I'm about to like just lose my mind. So I chase him as far as I can. He outruns me. I I need to start running a little bit more. So I'm gonna do an off season. I'm gonna eat less Debbie cakes and uh, <laughs> for your backcountry turkey hunts or your cross country cr- cross country turkey hunts. Actually, that's what that sounds like. Turkey shape. There's nowhere this turkey could have went. Like, there's all kinds of blowdowns out there. There's there's grown-up fields. Now, it's very, very high fields. Some blowdowns, and it's water. And he never flew. But I just kind of zigzagged, and um, I went through all of that property the best I could. Like, an hour, 15 minutes, I think, is what I looked at on the clock. Never did see him. And, I mean, I chased him almost to the water. Me and him went on, went on a race. Here's the deal. I know so, it's hard. I know yeah. it's hard on you. And I know it sucks, and you kept saying it's embarrassing. I can't think of any other person who would do anything different. You know, a bird falls down, stone dead. You kind of take your time a little bit. I mean, we all get up and run. I can imagine it was probably more like seconds and less, it was seconds. And less, yeah. it was less seconds. of minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. seconds of like, seconds. Oh, okay, yep. catch my breath, get up, go walk to him. I mean, I don't know of a single person that would have just said, that ain't right. I'm going to shoot him right here, you know, and shoot him again at point blank range. Yeah. It would, it would have just, it would have happened that way to anybody. Well, just I would. mean, now I guess look, if I come up on another one, his wings are stretched out. I'm absolutely going to have my gun pointed at him. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what else could have done. And he had been kicking or flopping and I don't know. I may have tried to shoot again, but he was like, when I got up on him, he was like, not moving, just had those wings out. I'm like, what in the world? Did you get to see anything about his beard? Oh, yeah, spurs? yeah. I've seen. I'm pretty sure this is the turkey that Luke shot and, like, rolled. He jumped up and run off. Like, I got to see that turkey for so long. Like, he just kind of has, like, a distinct look. I'd say, yeah, I, I feel like. Well, he's definitely got a distinct look now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> whoever kills him. Yeah, whoever like kills him, well, but they might have a world record for weight. All that TSS that TSS from a body shot. I mean that that Joker's gonna be heavy, dude. I just I hate it. I hate it yeah. for you, man. That's a it's a sad sad story, and you know. But I I still maintain like crap, dude. You're having some the the hunting portion of it is not a doesn't some seem to be the, been the best. Yeah. yeah, this is some of the best experience experiences i've had in a turkey season and i think that's what makes it worse you only get so many days like last mm-hmm. weekend i only had one day and i only had a couple hours because i had to go to church like like that's all i had the whole week and if you only got a couple hours to work with and you walk home empty-handed and this is like the one thing that you love to do every year i'm, I'm sure a lot of people can like feel this it hurts man and then if yeah. freaking look at joey's killed 20 turkeys in the last 24 hours <laughs> i'm joking joey i was happy for you dude i, I didn't I'm kill them all just so you know i've only <laughs> killed three turkeys this year yeah i know <laughs> called in seven oh, oh, hey let me let me say this saturday night before i went to hunt this turkey i'd ask luke i said luke you want to go here you want to go there and he said well i want to go to this place and i was like okay you know what? i never really go over there and he said he said is joey going and i was like <laughs> no joey's not going he's like huh Eh, I might sleep in. <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, I've taken you turkey hunting one time. You shot the bird. Like, I called you a turkey up. You cannot go because Joey's still going. <laughs> Man, just, ooh, ooh. 
I don't that's even gotta know. Get you, that's got to hit you different as a father. No, I don't <laughs> care. Like, it would have been different if it was somebody else. It was Parker. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been different if it was you. Uh, there, there's some friends I've been like, come on, man. Call this good. It's like, really? I can't call this good to Joey. I can't. I'm not on the same level. Uh, I think I've just, uh, I've gotten lucky, man. Like, I've always said that finding cooperative birds has been the hardest part for me. Once I find a cooperative bird, and I think that's probably anybody. Once you find the right bird, yeah, I mean things things could probably go pretty pretty good. But I just think that I've gotten lucky and have happened upon more cooperative birds this year than in previous years, even well, in Oklahoma. Talk, well, let's talk about this real quick. You're saying that now, Gene Nunnery. We talk about old, to, old pro turkey hunter a lot. He wrote in his book, you know, the success of a turkey hunter relies on one, two, four factors. And this is how he breaks them down. He says your ability to locate a wild turkey gobbler is 20% is what he rates it. Your expertise in approaching the located gobbler and sitting to him. So basically your setup is number two, and he puts about 30% on that one. Then he says the calls that you make to the gobbler, 40%. Now he put a high price on that one. The last one, he says, the ability to consistently make the kill when the turkey is called in range is 10%. Now, I would highly disagree with Gene on this particular number, just based on my last two weeks of experience. Adam, your but last, your last, it. I mean, your last few years on this particular Dude, it, place. Yeah. It's like, it's like at some point you have to step back and be like, is it just the place? Is it something he, uh, Mr. Gene Nunnery also talks about this, that sometimes in the turkey woods there's just you just got to be okay with not being able to understand everything because yeah. well, i even took joey there i said joey yeah. i'm gonna film you to kill one i hate this place <laughs> i want to watch him die like and then he didn't kill one and then he, and then he went somewhere else and killed one later that day <laughs> yeah, later that day. it's the place it's cursed. It, it's tough you know i won't describe you know what the place looks like but i can understand how it can be tough because I have not killed a bird this season in that type of place. So, it's fun though; it's addicting. That's why I keep going back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, at some point you probably do put it up on like a pedestal at some mythical place where turkeys are made of iron and <laughs> have the brains of chimpanzees or something. <laughs> they grow different colored colored feathers. Yeah, like, they, <laughs> they're multicolored. They actually do. That's <laughs> true. They actually do grow multicolored turkeys. Oh, I mean, it's man. Gonna, it's going to happen, and it may happen this season. You may limit out in a weekend. If you get two mornings in a row, you may limit it out. But it's uh, that's if a I'm, part of it. That if I'm putting fun, money on, on who's going to have uh, the best hunts of the weekend or at least a story to tell, it's pretty much going to be if Adam's in the woods – like Adams probably had something happen. I mean, yeah. at the very least, it's some non-resident turkey hunter from Indiana walking around turkey hunting without a shirt on. You know, I mean, like which was just was something bizarre. Too. You know, I mean, yeah. you've got an exciting story for every time you go out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, you know, this turkey season has been uh, a weird one for me because I, I don't I don't feel like I find myself in the position that I found myself in not very often with Alabama turkeys. I've never 
Never once have I tagged out. Uh, I've never really even been close to tagging out because it used to be five birds, and now it's four. Um, and in previous years, the most turkeys that I ever killed in Alabama was three. And so, and then having a good season in Florida, you know, I kind of was like you, Joey. I felt like I was finding receptive gobblers in the places that I was at. Like, if I would sit down and and focus, I was going to have opportunity. And it kind of felt like, you know, those years where you really just feel like I have, I've had, I have had these seasons with deer where you feel like I just can't do, I can do no wrong almost like, like it's, they're great. Sometimes you have the seasons where you feel like I can do no right. Uh, so they balance themselves out, but, mm-hmm. but I definitely have been having one of those type seasons where it's like, man, I just feel like I've, I've made the right decisions and, you know, but I think part of it is, uh, in the calling, you know, I think, I think uh, really we talked about this a lot with Joey uh, really talking heavy on soft calling and making that more more of your, you know, I still do excited yelps. I still do loud yelps if things are getting dead or whatever, but I'm constantly doing this soft calling. And so I think that's yeah. that's definitely helped a lot. I got to thinking about it here in the last handful of days, and I think, you know, we – we've talked about it and we've heard it for years now that calling is a small percentage of the, uh, of the process. And then, you know, the other part is woodsmanship or like Adam was talking about with, uh, with Gene Nunnery and uh, his breakdown of things. But I think, you know, how do I put this? So the, I think with, when you get exceptionally better at your calling, I think you're set up, can lack a little bit if that's making sense so okay let's say if you use decoys i mean you could have a lot more poor setup than if you didn't have decoys does that make sense Mm -hmm. and i think if your calling is kind of more on the realistic side that you have a better chance of coaxing that gobbler into a place that maybe he otherwise wouldn't want to be there and i think if there are people that are at, you know, a lot of us are average and below average callers and people kill turkeys and we've killed turkeys like that years ago when my calling was just beginning. But I think the setup, and I didn't realize it then, I think my setup was just good enough to where that turkey would come in, even with my poor calling, or he was so fired up that he would come in. Yeah. And I think when you, when you get when you really practice that soft stuff, that realistic stuff, and I got to think about this too. Like how often do you hear a hen yelping her head off like loud? Where on, you can hear only it? in response to me yelping my head off is pretty much <laughs> or first <laughs> early season, first thing in the, the morning, roof. early season, you yeah. know, yeah. And they'll, they'll get fired up. Or if there yeah. are Merriam's Merriam's hens just make so much yeah. freaking racket. Yeah. So the more realistic approach, I think, and we know that turkeys make noise all the time in the woods and they make vocalizations all the time in the woods, but it's super soft feeding content noise. And I think if you can get that down and scratch in the leaves, then you're painting more of a realistic picture for that gobbler to put in his head. Like, okay, they're just hanging out up there. They're feeding. I'm more apt to come up there instead of a hen up there that's yelping to get him to gobble. Now, I may get a little bit louder when he gobbles. I talked about this before, too, but I'm answering him instead of me calling to get him to answer me. 
Yeah. And I think that puts a few more, uh, the dominoes kind of fall my way in that department too, when you can get that to go on. Yeah. So uh, one thing I will say about doing this is I've had more, I felt like more silent birds work their way into a setup or very like casually stroll by, um, which makes me think, you know, more of natural order probably is more, it might be more related to drumming, um, you know, especially at a distance. Like if a turkey gobbles or if turkey starts drumming a hundred yards away, I'm sure the other turkeys can hear it. Mm-hmm. I probably can't. Not well. Not if I don't know he's there. You know what I mean? And so, like, I, I've been trying to listen a whole lot more to that. And it's kind of funny because today, actually, um, I had this experience. Unfortunately, I had already uh, filled my last tag. Uh, so that story, um, basically, I, I had a pretty uneventful morning all morning long. Worked my way up to a clear cut. And about 400 yards off that clear cut, I see some turkeys. Um one of them crosses the road, and I'm like, man, I think that was a gobbler. And I stand there for a little bit, and I'm in the middle of this clear cut, right? Like, lit up by the sun. And the worst possible spot you can be to hunt a turkey, because there's no trees. It's only like a year-old clear cut, too. So it's it's plenty clear, open to walk through, whatever, and no trees. And uh, so I'm like, I don't know where what I'm going to do right now, but there's a bunch of turkeys. So I, I kind of look, anyway, I, I stand there. Like five more turkeys come running out of the woods and start running towards me. I'm like, crap, I got to get somewhere. So I got behind a stump, uh, a cut stump, and just kind of propped my gun against that. Waited about 15 minutes, called a little bit. Nothing, didn't hear anything gobbling. I'm like, man, I'd like to know where these turkeys went because I know one of them crossed the road, and I'm pretty sure that was a gobbler. So I kind of low walked my way to the edge of this ridge, um, and looked across, and I could see on there at about 100 yards, I could see turkey. I could see a turkey. I was like, crap, they're, they're still there. They're coming. So I backed up and found the only tree available. So it, southern guys will probably know what this is, like a fresh clear cut. Um, there's a little bit of new growth growing up, you know, almost like f- food plot level. But most everything is just dirt, you know, blowdowns, stumps, things like that. And... So I found the only tree is this beech tree, which is not very big, but it was enough for me to lean back against. And so I leaned back, um, put my 360 camera down in the ground. So I knew I had that running. My other camera, though, I didn't have my, I didn't have my tripod set up. And so I just laid it on the ground, kind of faced it at myself, um, because these turkeys were like literally coming right towards me and running, and I had to get ready for them to walk out in the open. And so I get ready. And I see a, uh, a turkey move behind a root wad. I, ne- I never saw what it was. I just saw a turkey move. And then it comes back the other side of that root wad, kind of where the, the root wad and the tree that it belongs to meet. And I see this very, very vibrant, bright red head pop up. And I shot it. And I was like, I just said to the camera, like, it's probably a bunch of jakes. But I'm, I, I just don't know. And uh, literally had just said that to the camera and then this whole thing transpired and I, I kind of maintain it, right? I'm, I've maintained this throughout. Like if that, in that scenario, uh, I would, I would rather, 
and people are going to freaking bite my head off for this. But I would rather shoot a Jake in that scenario than watch a gobbler run away because I didn't shoot him. Um, in these Amen. in these situations, it's just like if you hunt hill country, if you hunt clear cuts and thickets and stuff like that, it, you're just gonna you're just gonna do it. And I do it because I'm I'm pretty unapologetic for it. I don't want to shoot a Jake on purpose, but at the same time, in that scenario, I I just don't really want to let a male turkey go if it is mm-hmm. in fact a gobbler. And I knew there was, I, I knew there was a good chance that the turkeys I saw running were a bunch of jakes, but I also knew that there was a gobbler somewhere in there and he had went through first. And so, you know, I, it was just, it was one of those things, man. I don't feel bad about it. I'm excited. I'm super happy to be done. It allows me to get a bunch of work done before we go to Montana. Um, and I'm not going to be trying to multitask and turkey hunt. So, uh, but so what I was getting at, the reason I told the story was because I had been in a spot earlier in the morning, like right outside of that clear cut. And it was beautiful. I mean, like hardwood, it was a hardwood flat at the top of this ridge, just money turkey habitat. And then I could see the clear cut edge right through the trees, you know, maybe 150 yards off. So I was in this perfect little spot for a turkey to mill around, hang out, and then go out on the top of that ridge in the clear cut and gobble his nutsack off. I was just in that spot. And so I was sitting there. I hadn't heard anything. No turkeys gobbling. But at one point I was like, I think I just heard one drum. Like I'm pretty sure I just heard one drum. And so I sat there a little bit longer and called real softly. Never heard it again. I let about an hour, maybe, probably an hour pass. I got up and uh, walked into the clear cut and that had that whole experience. Well, as I'm walking out of the of the woods, leaving this clear cut, and, I, you know, like, I'm unapologetic about shooting a Jake, but there is a disappointment in me. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I didn't get to do it the way that I really wanted to for this last one. It's okay. I'm not mad about it, but... Eh, it it just you kind of feel a little bit of a little bit more remorse in that situation, and so I'm walking through and I'm on Marco Polo and I'm poloing you guys and telling y'all the story of what all happened and explaining it to it to you. And as I go over the hillside, and there's a little dip like freaking right where I had been calling earlier that morning, where I thought I heard drumming, and there's a gobbler standing in the middle of the trail, like just standing there. <laughs> And I've got this Jake on my shoulder, and I'm like, you know, you earned it, bro. <laughs> like, you deserve it. Good job, not goblin. Because um, I'm gonna be honest with you. While I was calling this morning. You ever have those mornings where you're like, man, I sound sexy. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like something, something in the reed is just right. And you're like, man, I'm sounding yep. good. And he didn't gobble to it, and he was obviously somewhere pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um. But so I ended my turkey season or my Alabama turkey season anyways today, which I I have never in my life been able to say. Um, and, and unless it's the last day of the season, it's pretty much been the, the end of my turkey season every year. <laughs> so it feels really, really strange, really cool. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about it. And, you know, like I, I you struggle with these type of stories. I do. I struggle to, to tell them because. 
I don't want people to think that I'm only telling the story because I'm trying to give you a reason why I shot this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not ever a way, like, you could post pictures of it and, you know, do that whole deal. And, like, you see on Facebook, like, ah, I don't normally shoot a Jake, but blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, stop trying to justify it. So, you kind of find yourself, I, I found myself at least in this, like, you know, I'm, I don't feel bad about it. But at the same time, like, I'm still kind of disappointed you know but yeah at the end of the day the situate the story with the gobbler in the middle of the road that's almost worth it (laughs) it's almost worth the memory Uh, well like we talked about before we started recording the story of you killing that you know would-be jake uh is a lot better than if you just walked up on that gobbler in the middle of the road and shot him you got a lot better story yeah Cause I would have, right? Like if, yeah. If that oh yeah, been, anybody would. Oh, we'd have waylaid that gobbler in the middle of the road. He was like, <laughs> it was literally your dream situation, except for I had a Jake on my shoulder. It's like I'm walking. It's a perfectly clear spot. He's standing there. He kind of pauses and looks around for a minute, and I'm like, on Marco Polo with you guys. Holy crap! There's a turkey right here. Oh my gosh, it's a gobbler. Yeah. Like he gave me time to say that before it happened, and and aside that's aside the fact like. Even if that would have happened, I have another turkey to hunt, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but it is what it is, and it happened the way that it yeah. happened, and uh, still my best turkey season I've ever had. So, yeah, congratulations, man. That's um, awesome. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I do feel bad, Adam. Like, <laughs> I felt bad this week. I've been trying to like, like, not talk about turkeys <laughs> with you. <laughs> All of my friends have abandoned me all week long. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel abandoned, but they're just trying to give me space. <laughs> if I if I know, if, if I was in the same situation and y'all guys were talking about freaking turkeys, I'd be like, screw you guys, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to talk to y'all anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just, I don't know, man. I hate it for you. I hate it, but I really, 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 I mean, how many weeks you got left? Three? Three or four weekends? That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to miss the last weekend, but yeah. Four weekends. Let me check the yeah, calendar. probably three. Yeah. Well, I'm on Team Adam, four, and if as four a... Four weekends. If as four a weekends, podcast yeah. we had a budget, mm-hmm. we would print shirts that say like... <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Team I'd Adam. I feel like Rudy. I feel like Rudy out there, man. <laughs> At that point... <laughs> Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> when you kill these two turkeys in the next month, we're gonna make you a Rudy video and just like overlap <laughs> the chant. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. No, man. I really There's still do. a lot of turkey hunting left to do though. I really yeah. do always come back to this, Adam. You 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 dang have the encounters, like you got that part down. Like yeah. you know how to dang turkey hunt. If I wanted to go out and find Second turkeys bit. on public land, I would probably take Adam. Yeah. Just for the statistics. Like, <laughs> the statistic. I mean, and, all, and because I like you, Adam. But I'd make a good God. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> I'd make a really good God. Crush that job. No, oh. man. Well, prayers for Adam. Joey, <laughs> prayers for you. You got three weeks left of turkey season. You got to just sit by and not turkey We'll be turkey hunting one of them weeks, though. In Montana. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I can't wait for that, man. I'm 
I look forward to hearing about that one. I'm excited. Do you? Do you really? <laughs> yes. I'm happy for you guys. I seriously am happy for you guys. Every time we y'all kill, I, I had to tell this to uh, to Parker last time he FaceTimed me and he killed a gobbler and he's like, you're mad or something like that. I was like, no, man, I'm so happy for you. Like, this is just my face. <laughs> this is my happy face. I am smiling. <laughs> Somewhere. Parker, Jacob, and I are going to have so many broke toes coming out of Montana oh. from Adam's bad juju wished upon us. <laughs> we ain't going to be able to walk back home. Oh, man. It's all it's all fun, man. I, I got to tell you guys, uh, hanging out with y'all this season, kind of the group of guys that we got around us has been uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. I've enjoyed doing the podcast. Like, it's... I'm really excited about Limb Hanger. I think it's a great podcast, and um, it's uh, it, it's always fun. It's you know, you know, you got a good thing when I genuinely look forward to it, right? Yeah, talking mm-hmm. about turkeys with you guys has been a, a blast this year. So, and it ain't over, and it ain't far done. from over. It ain't mm-hmm. done. It feels like it's over, but it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Come well, lots happened. I mean, like my eyes. <laughs> we got to thank y'all, uh, Parker. You've been turkey hunting for two months. Yeah, yeah. Since you went to Florida, yeah. almost two months. You didn't go for that open, you know, South Florida weekend. But by the time turkey season ends, it feels like it's been a long time. Uh, in some years, there's some years where it just flies by. But I think just all of us hanging out, y'all hunting Florida, and then you know. Tennessee and Alabama and everywhere else in Texas, between Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we're going out to Montana in a couple of weeks and stretching out. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of turkey hunting going on in the three months that it's open. And when we get back from Montana, going up to y'all's hood. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's exciting. A lot of turkey hunting left to do. I can't imagine how much greener it's going to be. I mean, it's freaking oh, it's green. green right now. It is green. Like, I'm telling y'all, y'all need to find some hardwoods. Like yep. hunting the Amazon. That's what I'm. 26. And, mm, if it's already waist high, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mess with no field birds. I'm, you ain't going to see them. No. They're going to come through there. It's going. If you had an aerial view, it would look like that scene in Jurassic Park where the velociraptors are just coming through the grass and you see the trails or whatever. That's what it's going to look like. Yeah, you need to find you some woods. You're going to have more fun anyway. Late season is upon us, fellas. It's yep. here. And uh, we got a lot of stuff still to talk about. Yeah. It's not Turkey's still yet. gobbling. Yes, sir. Well, boys, anybody got anything to add? Ain't thinking nothing. Thanks no, for Adam. It's been fun. Awesome. Prayers for me. I'd appreciate all the prayers. prayers. I'm going to take a trip to, to Baton Rouge, I think. Uh, go see me a voodoo lady. <laughs> and uh, those two boys are going to have some broken toes before it's over with. <laughs> there's, a, there's a voodoo doll down there with a little pin in Adam somewhere. A little Adam doll. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to find you're trying to find the, the pin that, or the doll that somebody made for you, apparently. <laughs> not not yeah. for other go, people. Go there ask her to shake that curse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll talk to y'all later. See you, See you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Limhanger Turkey Hunting Podcast. Hope you tune in next week for another great conversation about our favorite bird in the woods. That's the wild turkey. We'll talk to you guys next week.